know what, Stuart? I don't like you. You're not like the other people. You're not people. like the other people here, here in, in the, the trailer, trailer park. park. Don't get me wrong, Stuart. They're great people. They're fine Americans. And it's funny. I hit record as soon as you said it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like about you, Stuart? So it's going to start out with, you know what I like about you, Stuart? You're not like the other people here in the trailer park. Oh, man. So I don't know if you're going to pick that up. I don't know where to put this fucking phone. I just got mine laying so on the table. You started recording, you said. I'm recording. I'll probably trim some of that out. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to check levels and stuff again because I had to shut it all down. So for those of you who are on the IG Live, you will know time and place where this is happening. Because oh, yeah. we uh, just got done giving you updates about our respective duties through Ride More Talk Less and the Oregon Run and all that jazz. And now we are sitting down at the table to finally come back together as a dynamic duo for the fucking ride more talk less podcast it really is a dynamic duo i had a hard time trying to put together any episodes by myself i tried a couple of times and everything i did i was just like this just fucking shitty sitting here by myself on the couch trying to get drunk and talk to people that aren't out there looking at me i like the uh I, i like when people ask me about the podcast i tell them i'm the uh the de facto comic relief because i say stupid dick things out of my stupid dick mouth that with like no filter and then i fill myself full of whiskey and then what little filter i might have had just goes right out the fucking window (laughs) yeah i kind of that that touches on something that i wanted to bring up in the podcast i think it's time for the return of the age of the asshole i think that i think it needs to be socially acceptable and okay for people to be fucking assholes again like we need it people are fucking everything up and it and people that are there don't feel like they can say anything you know, or they resort to going back to their Facebook feed and bitching to their friends about it. But the fact is, like, in the moment, I think people need to be assholes. Yeah, man. I mean, I've called people out for stuff uh, on any number of occasions. And I try to be, like, I, I'm not I try to be, be confrontational. Tactful. No, yeah. I, I mean, I try to be tactful, but I try to be direct as well. And I'll tell you, more often than not, the response I get is this, like, reactionary... I just got busted being a piece of shit, and so I'm going to get on the defensive real hard. I had a guy call me. I don't want to say the word. Um, it's a derogatory term for gay people. starts with an F. Oh. Because I uh, asked him not to park in my parking spot at my apartment. It's right next to a restaurant. And I was like, hey, man, you know, like, I'm just coming home from work. I'd really like to park in the parking spot that I pay for. And he's like, why don't you go fuck yourself? F word. And I was like, dude, like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good on you for being a great human being. And it, there's more and more of that. So I was at the emergency room last night and uh, just nothing big, you know, helping out a friend. And there was this white trash lady and she's wearing her mask around her chin and everybody in there is supposed to be wearing a mask. I had a respirator on, so I really didn't give too much of a shit about what she was doing. But there was this man sitting in front of her who was probably 80 years old. He had just came out of the bathroom, um, just struggling with a walker. Uh, he he had blood on his shirt because he, he got a bad nosebleed while he was in the bathroom. He was there for heart attack and stroke symptoms. And she called him out for not having his mask on while she had her mask around her chin. And I was just like, I turned around and I looked at her and I was like, that's fucked up. And she looked at me. I was like, where's your mask? And she pulled it up to, like, to her nose. 
and then went back to what she was doing and ignoring everybody around her. And 30 seconds later, it was back around her chin again. It's like, yeah. where do you get off calling out this old man who's struggling and literally can't get his hand off his walker to put his mask on? And you're sitting there perfectly able-bodied and no apparent reason for being where you are right now, bitching at somebody else. Yeah, I mean, glove up and help the dude with his mask if it's such a big problem for you. It's, yeah. You know, I don't... That that's the sound, That sounds like the kind of person who you generally run into who does not know the definition of irony thinks that the the Alanis Morissette about irony is what irony actually is right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely comes from a different place in culture than what I'm typically used to yeah you know I, I hang around with some very mindful people that know how to take care of their shit and I, I'm not out in the regular world that often so I don't see it but I feel like it's more common than what I see because I just, I don't know. The the few times that I do adventure out, I see a lot of it. Yeah. Anyway, back onto lighter things. Today is routes, 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 routes. Yeah, now that we're all caught up, let's talk about some actual writing stuff. I'm excited <laughs> to talk about routes. Um, I love routes. Uh, to tell you, though, you may be, I have one, I have one segment to share, and I think this is probably going to be your wheelhouse because you do all the routes for... Uh, the Oregon run, which is like suggested routes, direct routes, challenge routes, like all of those things. That's your thing that you've partnered with a few people who know just about every road in the entire state of Oregon. I have had one ride where I planned like day rides. I plan routes all the time, but, uh, for trips like this, I have one, one, uh, opportunity like one time that I did all of the planning uh for my own trip down to Reno and back yeah I the the love came kind of early so when I was a kid my dad used to just throw us in the in the bed of his pickup truck and he would drive country roads with us in the back of his truck just because he had to babysit for the day and he didn't want to deal with us so um I at first exploring the roads of Oregon was kind of a shitty experience for me but there was one day where he picked me up and we went from Coos Bay out towards Bend and uh, we were just driving along and there was this little mud road that went off to the side and he's like you want to take that road and I looked and we had like maybe a quarter tank of gas and I was like yeah let's let's go down that road let's see where that goes and we wound up you know taking this mud road for god probably three and a half or four hours and we wound up in downtown sisters when it was all said and done and you know the the whole time we're traveling down this road i'm looking up in the trees and 20 feet up in the trees there's snowmobile path signs so in the winter time that that little trail is 20 feet deep with snow and people are still riding it and then in the summertime you know you can get on with a truck and when we were halfway down the road there was just this laminated little map stuck to a tree that um that kind of explained where the road was and where you were and where you were going. And I stole that and I still have it down at my parents' house hanging on my old bedroom wall. But that's where I kind of fell in love with, with maps and figuring out places to go in Oregon and really finding the places where you can go. Um, and since then, I, I think I've traveled most of the good ones. You know, there's a, there's a big Southeast corner, uh, you know, down by the Alvord desert and the steam mountains that I really don't know very well because there's like three roads that go in and out of that place. And I want to see all the stuff that's there, 
but I can't come up with a really entertaining way to get there and get back home, so I just don't go. But one of these days, you know, I'll make the destination, the trip instead of the ride. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've seen those roads, I've seen those areas working with you on maps, and you're right, like that's a tricky part of Oregon to get to and from. Um, and so I think that's really, that's what you have to do, right? You have to take an extra day and make getting out there the whole point of the thing. Yeah. Or just take some really obscure way of getting there that just doesn't make any sense at all. Like dive over into Idaho and then come back, which, yeah, I, I think when I get my Idaho Butler map, I'll figure something out for that. Yeah. But I think that that's the way to get there. Yeah. Uh, and that's a shout out to Mike, um, old man, Mikey on Instagram. And, uh, and Paul Soto, they're going to be doing a big ride into Southeast Oregon. They're going to be hitting uh, Idaho and Utah and a few other places. And I think that that's going to be my advice for them. Instead of trying to hit that Southeast corner of Oregon from Oregon, um, you know, I'll, I'll help you plot out getting out of Oregon and good roads and then come back into it through, uh, through either Utah or, um, or Idaho. And I think that that's going to be a better ride than trying to come straight from Portland into there. Yeah, I hear rumor that the Jordan Valley out there has got a Basque population. And I would like to uh, explore that rumor because I love Basque food. And really the only place you can get Basque food is where there are Basque people. I would do that. I would make that, I would make that ride for that. That's a, a good enough reason for me to do it. Yeah. So the other one that uh, that gets brought up a lot, it sounds like a lot of people are going to be leaving from the Bend area. So I want to cover a couple of really great day rides from Bend uh, that'll get you out and into some cool shit and back to Bend. And also one of the things that I did uh, yesterday or the day before is I set up a separate Google account just for the RMTL podcast. And I'm going to make uh, in the RMTL drive, there's going to be a public folder that I'll share uh, my maps and uh, a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today and some other stuff in there so that you guys will have access to it. And I'll include a link to that in the description of the, the episode uh, for the podcast so that it's easier for you to navigate. Hell so yeah. that'll be great. Um, which I guess brings us to Run to the Rock last year. And a lot of the, the great day rides from Run to the Rock also work from Bend. I mean, you're only a half an hour up the road from there. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I did was I went out to the Paulina Craters. That was a great day ride. That was a wonderful ride. Um, I was with you for a lot of that. And then you took off and went back. And I took my time, like, tootling back from the, the lakes up there and stopped at, like, the uh, Obsidian fields and checked that out and took a little hike up to the top of the crest there where you can look down at all like the old lava glass that's just remnants of of volcanic eruptions and shit it was really really cool yeah that's a great area there and the d-red observatory is out that way so we'll talk about that a little bit and how cool that is uh crater lake it could be a day ride from bend crater lake i think i'm going to chalk up to the overnight trip because Really, you get down there and you make a lap around the crater and you want to go back to Bend that night. It's possible, but it's not nearly as enjoyable as going down there. Maybe camping outside of Crater Lake for the day if they're not allowing you to camp in Crater Lake. And then go do the ring and really take your time and enjoy that 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 viewpoint of Crater Lake. And then back up to Bend the next day. Yeah, I know this has come up on the podcast before because we talked about it with Run to the Rock on an earlier episode. But... Um, 
still have not made it to Crater Lake. Me either. After not a, on a motorcycle. After over a decade in in Oregon. I've lived here my whole life, and I think that I went to, to Crater Lake when I was a, a little kid, four or five years old. I don't remember it. I remember being at a lake. My parents tell me it was Crater Lake. I don't know. Yeah. It might have been. <laughs> but I don't remember any of it. <laughs> so that one's on the list. Uh, another good one from Ben which I think is doable in a day. But again, another one that would be better off for an overnight trip is Waldo Lake. It's uh, I know it's the clearest lake in the United States. It might be the clearest lake in Northern America and possibly the world. I'm not sure, hmm. but that one is just fucking gorgeous. I stopped by there with, uh, I've, I've been there several times as a kid and I stopped by there with my friend Ryan when we were coming back from uh, run to the rock and you know, it was pouring ass rain, but the lake was still epic. I feel like you were telling me something about, is that the one that's got like the old bomber at the bottom of it or some shit? Yeah. There's a B 52 bomber crash in there. You can't see it from the shore, but if you can find a canoe or something and paddle out, there's a B 52 bomber, 350 feet deep in the lake. And because of the magnification, it looks like you can reach in and touch it. Oh man, that's nutty. I'd like to, I, yeah, I, it's like, it's impossible to get knocked certified and stuff to get down that deep. 350 feet is pretty far, but from what I understand, the pilot's still in the cockpit. Oh, gross. <laughs> also kind of really morbidly epic. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to dive, you know, and you're, you're not certified and you can get down that deep. I don't know. I don't know much about diving, obviously, because I feel like that would kill a person. But get a submarine. Figure it out. Yeah, I man. I don't know that. anything about diving. I know there are people <laughs> like uh, Polynesian folks and shit that free dive over 100 feet. Yeah. Which I think is nuts. Uh, to be able to hold your breath that long and to be able to sustain the compression and decompression, like that's crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I get the the first place to really get in depth about, you know, routes is going to be leaving home. So uh, maybe leaving out of Portland, we'll talk about what top top three, top five favorite rides out of Portland. I mean, I think three is good. Three is good. Probably. And then, I mean, well, I don't know, three or four. There's not really a whole lot of distance you can take to go west if you're headed toward the coast. But like, and there's definitely not a lot of distance. There's even less distance to go north out of Portland. So I figure if we cover the the three major cardinal directions that aren't north for well, good-ish rides. Yeah. Like three, we'll, three to five. I mean, whatever. Good. Yeah, we'll, we can't we'll, go north from here. So we'll talk about, we'll talk about a few of them. I mean, ones. not if we're staying in Oregon. Yeah. So let's start by going west out to the coast. Um, you know, as far as destinations, I'm not going to suggest any particular towns nope. because people are really touchy about having visitors right now. Yeah. But uh, the uh, Scapoose Valley Highway yep. heading west is great to the 202, which Two, will get you out to the coast. Oh, 202. I love the 202. Is probably my most. I probably put down more miles on 202 than any other road in Oregon just because if I want to get out on my bike for a day ride and I don't know where I want to go, it's the de facto fallback. Like I just can't not take that road. If I'm struggling to think about which way to go, like it's a great it's a no lap. brainer. Yeah. So what, what I do when I take that route is I leave uh, highway 30 heading out towards Scapoose from Portland under the St. John's bridge, or I'll cut through Portland and go over the St. John's bridge to hit the 30. Um, and then the turn off to Scapoose Valley Highway is the last light in Scapoose. You make a left, and then you take that out towards Vernonia. Yep. And then there's a, there's 
it's a Y in the road. Like you, you come to a, a T. It's a T. Yeah. And you can either go left in Vernonia or right and go out mist and hit uh, the 202. Yeah. And so you take the right and you go mist 202 out to uh, out to the coast. And then from there, I jump back on the 30 and loop up through Klatskanai and back down to come back into Portland. Yeah, I mean, going out that way, if I stop in Scapoose for gas, which I almost always do, there's a Fred Meyer there, um, then I'll typically shoot straight out to the coast. Uh, sometimes I've got enough gas to get me out toward uh, Vernonia, and just to cover my bases, I'll take that spur to the left hit Vernonia and then backtrack back and go out to the 202. Like I'll go into Vernonia and, and gas up and then head back out of town toward the coast. Um, but you can't go wrong either way. And if you hit that T in the road or you're getting close to it uh, and you're hungry, there are a lot of options in Vernonia when everything is open. Um, a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about, I think instead of just consistently being like, Oh, when things are normal, when things are normal, just, you know, we all know things are kind of weird right now. Yeah. And so anything that we're saying about places to check out is going to be when, when everything's functioning, <laughs> when things, when everything's functioning as we would hope and expect on a, a given day and not taking into account all of these other things, you guys are all really smart. Yeah, um, I would expect things to be closed along the way. I mean, there's going to be stuff that's that's survival that you're going to be able to get gas. You're going to be able to stop and probably get water. But I would definitely, you know, pack a lunch, pack water, pack everything that you need. And then if you can supplement while you're on the road and you feel safe going in someplace, do it. But yeah. plan on there not being availability of stuff while you're there. I would definitely pack for a day trip this time in, in place that we're in like a day hike. Like you're going to go out, you're going to hit a trail, you're going to end up out somewhere, you're going to take a break, you're going to make sure that you're hydrated, you're going to make sure that you got food in you for, for fuel and all that kind of shit. And I would plan that same way. If you know that you're going to be gone long enough to need a meal, make a couple PBJs and throw them in a bag um, or, you know, whatever floats your boat. I just say PB and J because you can keep it on a bike in the sun for a while without having to worry about getting food poisoning from it. Hot tip. Don't put salami in your bag over your exhaust pipe. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see me, but I am pointing it at him while he's saying this because I've heard this story and it is a it is literally a hot tip. Yeah. So it was <laughs> unless uh, you like cooked salami, right? It was one of my first multi day rides. I was heading south down to the coast, and as I was going through Albany, I could smell Italian food, and I was really excited. And what I didn't realize was that all the fat had melted out of the salami that was in my bag, soaked the bottom of my saddlebag, and my saddlebag was on fire while I was rolling through Albany. <laughs> it wasn't until I realized that the smell of the Italian food was following me that I thought that there might be a problem. And then I come whipping into a gas station with, with my bag on fire. Like Everybody oh, was fucking pissed at me, but... Yeah, I got the fire put out. It was all right. Burned a big hole in the bottom of my saddlebag. But you was gonna say smoking pork, smoking pork fat on your exhaust pipe, like it was fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hot tip of the day. Yeah, hot tip. <laughs> don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah, pipe pipes get hot, folks. I don't know if you know that or not, but your exhaust pipe is gonna is gonna heat up while you're out there riding. So uh, I guess now we go south out of Portland. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on out of Portland. So if you're going to go 
Let's go mm-hmm. south into the coast, and we'll talk about like, like the LC Highway. Yeah, I mean that's definitely one that I wanted to touch on uh, the, on the either the south or the west because it is south of us, but it heads east west. Do you know the number? Thirty four. Thirty four. Yep. And we'll confirm that on the map, but I, I trust you. I thought it was thirty six, but nope. I think thirty four is right. It is. I am ninety percent sure it's thirty four, and the other ten percent is that it's thirty eight. But I'm. I think it's thirty four. And the LC is a twisty son of a bitch. That's yeah. a lot of fun. Beautiful banks. Uh, really, really nice and smooth when it's been cleaned up after the shit season. Um, it is probably the best road, in my opinion, in in Oregon because it's got some good straightaways where you can get up to the speed limit real good, real fast. Yeah. Um, and then it's got banks that are going to require some, uh, technical riding ability, but it's also nothing that like, I mean, I've done it on an FZ 10 and I've done it on a Harley cruiser and it handles, you can, you can handle it on both really well and have a fucking blast while you're doing it. So, you know, knowing where I got my road experience from, my dad likes to talk about the LC highway a lot. Because it's really hard to find anything else like that in Oregon. There's no reason for a guy and a cat who's cutting a road to put banks in the corner. No. There's just no reason for him to fucking do it. Nope. So, <laughs> Thank so you. We, so know Thank you, that guy that, with a cat. That is not your average road when you ride it. It's a completely different experience. You've got these really cool banked corners. And if you haven't ridden it, it's absolutely worth the time. I feel like that guy in the cat was a writer. Drinking whiskey. No, I mean, I think he was a writer. Yeah. He was I think either. he was like, I'm doing this road. I'm going to do it right. I mean, yeah. I hope. He was either dirt racing cars or he was a motorcycle rider or something. But, yeah, that guy got whiskey drunk and just built the perfect track on his <laughs> with his cat while he was out there plowing that logging road. Yeah. Um, on the subject of Alcee, just to cover everyone's bases, make sure when you are leaving out of... Uh, help me out here, man. What's uh, what's the inland? What's the city inland? What is that? Are you talking about Newburgh? Because I usually go... I usually go west and then drop down south when I get down to the... So, so I, I take some before, weird routes to get to e- it. Either way, whatever city you're on on the inland side, um, make sure that you fuel up before you hit 34. Or if you're headed from the coast back into town, uh, make sure that you're fueled up before you leave the coast because there is a gas station in Alsi and the gasoline there will be fine for you if you are driving a car. It will not, it's, it's hit and miss. I fueled up there and been totally fine. I've had people fuel up there and their bike was limping for the rest of their ride because the gas that they got on that trip was bad. So don't rely on being able to get gas in LC. That's just my advice for taking that trip on that stretch of highway through Oregon. And I glanced at the map and it looks like your two best options for gas are going to be um, Corvallis if you're heading down. Yeah, that's the city I was looking for. Or if you bypass the 34 slightly, you can get into Junction City, which is actually closer to the 34. So if you don't have the range to make Corvallis to the coast, you can dip past the 34, hit Junction City and then come come back back up and, uh, and shave some miles off on your trip. For sure. Yeah, that's a great one. I love the LC. If you're looking to do that same tour but not have such a technical road, the 20 will get you to the same area. And uh, it's also a fun road, but it's not as good as the LC. Um, if you're looking to spend multiple days from that area or you know an overnighter, jump on the territorial highway, head south off of that. That'll take you down towards Elkton. That's another phenomenal road. 
Uh, from there, we can keep going south, but we'll talk about those more on the, the multi-day trips instead of the day rides. Yeah. I mean, you can in a day, it's a long day, but you can in a day go down through Newburgh uh, or down to Corvallis out to the coast. I'll see drops off in Waldport, and then you can take the 101 back up along the coast and then cut back in somewhere 26. along the way back. I mean, there's 26, but there's also ah, 52 cuts off a 101 up through the hills a little bit, and it's a great road. And then it uh, hits 26. It tees into 26, and you can take 26 back to get into town town. Um, I try to do my best to encourage people to avoid uh, slabs like 26, like 30 is pretty slabby uh definitely want to steer away from i5 205 217 you can take them if that's your comfort level is a big multi-lane highway take it don't take my word as gospel but if you have a, a fair bit of skill and you are comfortable taking some roads that might have sketchy surfaces that might have a little bit of gravel that are going to have corners that you're going to have to negotiate at lower speeds and know how to do that safely. If you have that comfort level, stay off the slabs. Yeah. You're going to enjoy your day a lot more. And while we're, while we're talking about comfort level and, uh, and things, I guess it's, it's a, a good idea to chat a little bit about distance and you know, how long you really want to push yourself in a day. And you know, a lot of this is going to have to do with, with um, you know, your personal skill level and, you know, you know yourself and, and how far you can ride in a day. And if we're talking about something that seems like it's going to be a stretch for you, it's probably going to be a stretch for you. And if it sounds like it's too easy, well, you know, you can you can take your own uh, you know experience and stretch it out and make it further. But generally what I like to do is if I'm going over 200 miles, um, I make it I make it a, a, an overnight trip because 200 miles out and 200 miles back, you're talking about a four 400 mile day. That's going to be a minimum of eight and a half, nine hours of ride time, you know, not counting breaks and things like that. It's it's a lot on a motorcycle. It's fatiguing. You get beat up, especially if you're on these twisty roads that we're talking about. I had somebody ask me the other day at work. I was talking about going out for a ride and I don't remember what the context was exactly, but she seemed really surprised. It was a coworker. She seemed really surprised that I like got exercise riding because a lot of people who don't ride, look at it and they're like, it's a motorized vehicle, but you've got the wind blowing on you, which is sucking moisture out of your skin. You're, if you're riding any kind of technical road at all, the bike with gyroscopic force and everything does most of the work of keeping itself upright. But whether you understand body physics or, or not, all of those muscle groups in your entire body are firing micro little adjustments the entire time that you're riding to make sure because your inner ear doesn't believe or trust in the gyroscope gyroscopic forces on your bike. It doesn't matter that the bike is doing most of the work. It doesn't matter that you can let go of the handlebars, your ear, your inner ear sloshes and your brain thinks I'm out of balance and your muscles are compensating for it the whole time. And then compound that with taking a technical road where you're leaning off the bike and you're pushing it hard. And then you have to pull the bike back up and like all this kind of stuff. It's an exercise and you're losing, you're burning calories and you're losing moisture and all of this stuff can lead to, you know, fatigue. 
Well, and there's mental fatigue as well. When you're when you're on your motorcycle, you're basically if you're if you're doing it right, you should be pretty close to a state of fight or flight for the majority of your ride. Uh, you're you're being over aware of your situation. You're scanning off into the distance. You're preparing things to surprise you up close. You're looking for accidents, and all of those things take a toll on mental fatigue. So you know you got to take your breaks and relax from the mental fatigue, even if your body's holding up to it. Yeah, I like to just to cover my ass. It doesn't usually play out this way, but I like to look at Google Maps, whatever Google Maps says the drive or the the loop or whatever is going to take in a car because they don't have a motorcycle option. I double it just to be super safe as far as if I run into something unexpected and I need to take a longer break, I'm covered. And that way I know like I have to be back by this time in the day. How many hours is that? How far can I go? If I have eight hours, then I do a four hour ride and I just take it really easily. And if I get back early, no harm, no foul. It's more about making sure that I've got my time to decompress from my ride to get my head, like to get all of my horn, my endorphins and my hormones and everything levels to drop back down because it's, it's an exciting thing to do for your, your internal chemical systems. Like you are worked up. Even if it's something that releases tons of endorphins that like chill you out and help you maintain your a certain level of sanity, you're still dumping extra chemicals in your body that aren't there when you're walking down to the circle K to or you know, does that even exist in Oregon? Right. <laughs> circle K. Seven eleven plat yeah, pantry. There, there used to be circle K's in Eugene, but I think now they're all Dairy marks. Yeah, I mean, so like, but yeah, you you are you are working yourself up chemically while you're doing this. Oh, uh, hey, yeah, just checking in on the IG live. It looks like <laughs> Riley just popped on. It's talking to people. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <Back to laughs> sorry, the, distracted. Sorry, distracted. We're trying <laughs> to pay attention to the IG live while we're doing this at the same time, so we might get distracted. And, you know, it's it's fun watching everybody catch up. That's for sure. Yeah, it's great. I'm really stoked at the level of people and involvement that that is happening above and beyond. Like this was at the outset, the IG Live thing was us getting on and giving you all an update from like what's going on with with uh, the world of Ride More Talk Less Industries and to see everybody else get a chance to chime in. It's beautiful. Super awesome. Absolutely. And then, so let's get back to talking about distances. So when I'm planning the Ori gun run, um, I consider 350 miles to be the max one way distance that we do in order to keep things to where people can ride out to the location, set up a camp and, uh, still have time to, to have a good time that night and get up in the morning and do, you know, that kind of ride again. Um, now that doesn't mean you can't go further in a day. It doesn't mean that you have to go that far. Like last year, we, we only did, uh, 270 miles to get out to Coos Bay from Portland. Yep. And that was a great day. You know, everybody got into camp at a reasonable time. Everybody partied hard, you know? Um, so, and those are kind of my, my, my lengths for, for day rides and for gas, um, when I'm planning these routes, I try to plan it so that there's gas stations at least every 90 miles. Now I've got a 250 mile range on my bike. Seth is 200, 250 on his. 
but if I plant it at 90, then, you know, anybody who's got some chopper with a one gallon tank or something like that, yeah. they can, they can tool along with us. And I've never pushed mine past 160, 170, I think is the furthest I've gone. I still need to do like, I don't know what you'd call it, like a dead run where I just ride until I have no gas and then use my spare fuel to get myself to a gas station to know exactly what my range or like have a better estimate. I've always been conservative with the newer bike because I don't actually know what my full range is. I know what the, I know what the ECU tells me my range is when I have a full tank, but I've never tested it to see if it's accurate or not. Yeah. And those things aren't accurate. I don't trust fuel gauges. I don't trust, um, the, the suggested ECU range. Really the only thing you can go off of is your trip odometer yeah. and constantly be monitoring your gas mileage. You know, it's really easy when you're, Fill in your tank to look up and be like, okay, 100 miles, I used four gallons of gas. I'm getting 25 miles to the gallon. Yeah, And if you are getting 25 miles to the gallon, you should probably look at pre-tuning your bike. Yeah, man, you are running rich. Yeah, but it can happen, yeah. you know, and that's your first sign that something's going wrong with your bike, too, is your gas mileage starts to either it dips because you're getting too rich or it peaks because you're running too lean. <laughs> or you just ride the ever loving piss out of that thing and burn gas like it's nobody's business. I get better gas mileage when I'm when I'm digging into mine. It's you know what I have that same experience. I've had my estimated trip odometer like the like this is how many miles you've got left. It has gone from saying I have like a hundred miles left to like a hundred and ninety miles left while I'm riding. It like recalculates my estimated distance because of like whatever magic I'm doing, whatever kind of voodoo is happening inside the engine when I'm like ripping real hard. Yeah. I, I had a trip like that. I was heading down uh, towards the coast and I left Portland and my range, uh, my triple down or my range said that I had 60 miles worth of gas left and I went out and hit I five and started beating it. And I was like, okay, well I can get to Salem and fill up in Salem instead of Portland, but it'll be a push. And about halfway to Salem, I glanced down and I had 120 mile range left. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do most of my trip instead of instead of this. Yeah. But you know, your trip odometer is not going to lie to you. Those those electrical things, they're nice, they're good to keep an eye on, but they're not really accurate. I definitely do what you suggested, and that's I watch how far I've gotten. I look at my fuel gauge and I use it as a like a guideline for how much fuel it says I have, but I'm definitely paying more attention to how many miles I had on my odometer when I filled up and how many gallons I had to put in to be full again. And I keep that in my mind. I've never like written it down or kept track of it anywhere, but I have a general idea of how far I can go on a tank. I just need to like nail down those numbers more solidly. Yeah. Okay. So we covered West, we covered kind of Southwest due South. I mean, yeah, I think I think you should be going southwest or southeast. If you're going due south, really your only options are I five to ninety nine. Um, you can trickle down on some other side roads, but yeah, you know, I I don't like the due south roads. Well, and so you can like like south south. You just it Adam's right. You can't. And then depending on where you're coming from and which direction you want to go, like what part of Portland you're in. Uh, the exception of the twenty six, I would say, is twenty six out over hood if you're going out toward hood then the roads get great as soon as you get through gresham and troutdale in that area the road gets pretty awesome out past sandy um, and then you can hit 35 and head oh i don't know if 35 goes north and south 
but you can go south off of 26 and there's really cool like rural back roads headed south and you'll ultimately end up in bend like yeah. on 97 and then going through bend on 97 and then south of bend um parts of it stretches of it are kind of slabby but it's still it's got enough scenery to make up for the slabbiness like the flat straight parts of it um and out in that way there's like fingers that come off of 97 in all kinds of different directions and it's the south general direction and that brings me into a thought of uh why are we going on the ride to begin with that day yeah you know and that's something else that you should consider when you're planning your ride is what is it you're trying to get out of the day are you trying to just go hit as many corners as you can and really just be the bike in the road for the day are you looking for a lot of really beautiful scenery uh, do you want to be alongside of water the whole day or are you looking to maybe get to a lake do you want to just go to the desert and dry out are you looking for mountains are you looking for sagebrush that's going to change um you know your direction and how you choose where you're going to wind up uh, i usually like to pick uh, an endpoint that is usually either based around food or a view because i can't swim otherwise swimming would be in that <laughs> <laughs> otherwise swimming would be in that too but so i i focus a lot on food or a view as far as where i'm going to go and sometimes you, I'll I'll like I'll be like I'm really got like this desire for some some cowboy steaks, and I'll get on the internet and I'll start looking up you know cowboy steaks in Oregon and who has the best ones and yeah you know the the most shitty looking restaurant out in the middle of nowhere is the one that I try to plan a route for. I'm like oh that piece of shit that place is gonna have amazing steaks. I'm going there. Nice. Yeah. And then yeah. I plan that route. Why can't you swim? You carry around bricks in your pockets or yeah, something? Yeah, I tried. I've tried my whole life to learn how to swim. Um, my dad threw me into the water when I was a kid, and I sunk right to the bottom. I took swimming lessons in a pool, and they wound up having to scrape me off the bottom of the pool. Uh, I just can't do it. I can float on my back, but as soon as I roll over onto my stomach, I just go to the bottom of the water. <laughs> so I just... I just don't do it. I mean, I'll get out and wade around in the water and, and cool off or whatever, but I, I'm not a swimmer. If I was in a raft and it flipped over, I might be able to to float on my back long enough to get to shore. But that hasn't stopped me from doing stuff. Um, I definitely have done my fair share of river rafting and water skiing and all that stuff too. I just, you know, I wear a life vest and do what I can with it. So. Uh, I am the opposite. It's going to be a really weird transition because I was away from the mic and now I'm back next to the mic. Um, I've been swimming my entire life. I love swimming. It's my second favorite place to be besides uh, on a motorcycle. I like tubing down the Clackamas and all that kind of shit. I like it less uh, after they told me I couldn't drink river beers while I was doing it. Uh, but that's fine. For those of you who are listening to things... That is the sound of a Greyhound in a can made by 10 Barrel Brewing Company, who we love and is not a sponsor of this podcast per se, but is a sponsor of the events that we do. And we love them. And this particular cocktail is one of my favorites, especially when you're talking about something that's ready made in yeah, a can. I The first impression was it's tasty. Um, it seems to have a high alcohol content. My stomach immediately got warm. Uh, yeah, 11.8. I'm digging it. It is the strength of a cocktail. If you went to a bar and had them make you a Greyhound, that's roughly what it's going to be. Yeah, it's tasty. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. 
uh, you know, we're, the podcast at this point doesn't have any sponsors. Uh, I don't want to take on any sponsors. I, I want to keep this, and I think Seth agrees with me, I want to keep the freedom to talk about the the things that I use and the things that I like without being beholden to somebody throwing money at me to say that I like it. Um, yeah, I do definitely agree with that. I want to be able to say that I like things, say that I don't like things, say that I, uh, you know, I don't want to be told that I have to endorse one thing or not endorse another thing um, on the air because I have somebody giving me money. Uh, that being said, if you want to sponsor us businesses with no kind of requirements on what that looks like, or if you want to send us your product and accept that we are going to give you a true and honest review of it, um, I'm also on board with that. Generally, I want to keep that with like motorcycle related shit. We do drink on the podcast, but this is not a drinking podcast, the riding podcast. Well, and you know, we, uh, we did get some beneath underwear at one point and I was really happy with those and those aren't necessarily motorcycle related. I'm still wearing them. Well, I'm still, I'm, I bought, I bought more pairs. I'm wearing a pair today. Um, and they, I would say that those are tangentially motorcycle related because anybody who's ever spent any significant amount of time on a bike knows Comfortable clothing can make or break a day. If you're hot, if you're too hot and sweaty, if you're too cold and freezing, like that's, uh, that's no good. So you definitely want to be comfortable because it reduces fatigue. It reduces mental stress. It reduces distractions, which is a really big deal. Being distracted on a motorcycle is way more consequential than being distracted in a car at it's least most, for you as a rider yeah that's the most deadly part about riding a motorcycle is if you find yourself distracted you're fucking dead yeah, yeah. it's just that's what it is uh and i guess that that brings us around to a touchy subject that i haven't wanted to talk about but i feel like we have to uh seth and i run this thing out of our pockets you know uh we buy all the hardware we buy all the liquor uh, we don't have any sponsors and the podcast is what it is because we've invested in it and we love doing it. And that said, it can continue the way that it is right now without any uh, any sort of investment from anybody. And I'd be totally fine with that. But I have set up some avenues for people to donate if they want to. Um, I set up a cash app. Uh, it's dollar sign RMTL podcast. You can send us money through the cash app. There's a memo line there. So if you want to sponsor us to get a bottle of whiskey, you can either just give us a general amount of money and be like, go buy some booze. Or you can go to the liquor store and figure out how much that bottle costs. Give us that much money and say, drink this bottle and we will we'll split it and we'll give you our, our personal take on it. Now, that said, if you tell us to drink a $3 bottle of poison, I'm going to take three or four bottles of that poison that people suggested I drink and buy myself one decent bottle and you can fuck off. Because <laughs> I've drank enough of that poison. Literal poison? Yeah, I mean, some of it tastes like poison. Um, I'm also going to set up a uh, an Amazon wish list with some hardware so that we can do things like, you know, get a wireless setup so that we can go on the road and do this from a, a picnic table type of interview where we can social distance and interview people through wireless mics and uh, and be able to to continue having more guests than just Seth and I here. Um, I'd like to introduce video at some point. So I got some cameras in the wish list. 
Uh, I'll include a link to that once I get everything set up. But right now uh, I'm working with Patrick Guild and he's going to help me figure out what's going to work best for our needs. And I'm going to try to keep everything at a, a, a pretty low price point. You know, I'm not trying to get anybody to kick down a bunch of money for something. But if you want to buy a wireless microphone or a battery pack or something like that, you can go to that wish list and let us know, you know, that, and we'll get that. Um, other things with the, uh, with the cash app. Uh, dollar sign RMTL podcast. If you want us to use that for buying gear, you know, put a you know, donate a dollar amount in the memo line. Be like, this is for hardware, and we'll save it aside until we have enough money to buy a piece of hardware. You know, um, so it's really up to you. <clears throat> if you want to see us get shit faced, give us money for booze. If you want to see us improve the podcast, give us money for hardware, and we will will continue to do this thing. If you want to just donate money for us to use as you think we decide we need it to keep this going the way that it is, then, you know, just drop a couple bucks in there and, and don't put a memo in it or say something about for whatever you need. You Anal know. lube. Yeah. I mean, we haven't needed that yet, but uh, we might run out of content at some point and need to shake things up. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing is I got a couple of guests that I want to bring on, but they want to be reimbursed for their time because they have to take time away from their jobs to come in and, and talk on the show. So it'd be nice to be able to reapproach them and be like, Hey man, you know, I've got enough money to buy two hours of your time to come in and talk about suspension, to talk about, you know, bike maintenance, whatever, and reimburse them for the time that they're here. Sure. And we can have more better quality guests that actually have credentials besides Seth and I, who just kind of guess at shit. Yeah, I mean, I know what I know from my own experience, but I'm definitely not a professional in any way, shape, or form unless you need some sort of uh, life skills coaching, and then I can help you out, but I'm not cheap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, uh, I think Seth and I are going to take a quick break. We're going to create a little bit of shit for the IG. We're going to drink one of these Greyhounds. Um, and then we'll be back to talk about traveling east. Sweet. I think that's the next round. Yep. All right. And we're back from break. Hey, we're back from break. And I, I got to tell you. Do it. Yep. Yeah. We're what? on the same page. The 10 barrels. Uh, the Greyhound is still fun i really like it really heavy grapefruit note super refreshing i can see myself drinking this all summer all day all summer yeah yeah i switched over to because i wanted to try it i hadn't had it before i switched over to the classic margarita in a can and i gotta tell you um if you like tequila this is a pretty solid canned cocktail yeah the te- um, it, it it is tequila forward in the flavor yeah uh, i like a little more lime in my margaritas but the lime's there it's just in the back end it is. I think that if I was to pour that over crushed ice and then squeeze a fresh lime over the top of it, I would be one happy fucking camper. It's really close to being perfect right out of the can. Yep. Ten Barrel has done a pretty damn solid job. Yeah. I'm of good. Uh, making things I can put in a koozie and pretend are beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can get fucking hammered on these things pretty Woo! quick. Uh, when we left on break, we had finished talking about South. We were going to talk about East. Yeah. What's what's east of us? East, man. There's some fun stuff east within a day ride. Uh, Rowena Crest. Let's talk about that one. Yeah, it's it's like that famous picture. Uh, you know, Google Rowena Crest, and you're gonna see this like 
I'm going to do that while you're talking. 340 degree turn. It's not quite a full circle from a top down view. There's a viewpoint at the top where you can look down on this twisty ass road that you're going to ride. And you can go up to the viewpoint and stare at it for a little while and look out over the gorge and just kind of get in awe and then jump on your bike and go rip those twisty roads. And that's a lot of fun. Uh, the big question is, you know, how do you get to Rowena Crest? And it's, I think it's just outside a Hood River in Mosier, Oregon. And I would say the safe route is 84 or 14 and then go to, to Mosier and Rowena Crest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to clue people in here on something on the down low. And this is going to be something that, that I've done in the past that I would suggest that you be careful doing it and don't do it with a large group of people. There's a bicycle and footpath that leads between the Dells and Hood River. And it's part of the old Highway 30. And they designed the gate so that a bicycle's handlebars can fit through it no problem at all. And they're about as wide as a motorcycle's handlebars. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And then that <laughs> dumps you out just before Rowena Crest. So. Yeah, so Rowena Crest is, <laughs> I'm looking at Google Maps right now because you were talking about it. Rowena Crest is just about smack middle between Hood River and the Dells on Old Highway 30. Yeah. Yeah, it's in a in a town called Mosier, I guess. Is it's, the... uh, yeah, it's just outside of Mosier, just, uh, just east of Mosier and west of the Dells. There's a few ways you can get out there. You can take the scenic highway 30 and then dip out onto the 84 where you have to, and then back onto the 30 where you're allowed to, uh, you can take advantage of that kind of gap in the gate. If you think that you want to risk something like that, uh, you can, I like, if I'm going to do it the, the honest and safe way, my favorite way to do it is to go over to the 14 and ride the Washington side, uh, because it's just, there's less wind and it's more scenic Washington side. We don't ride in what I'm kidding. <laughs> I love Washington. The highway 14 is one of my favorite. Like if you're looking for a quote unquote straight shot to uh, cascade locks or hood river, but you don't want to take 84, uh, 14 is fantastic. Yeah. And I like the 14 a lot and I go up past bridge of the gods and all that. Cause I don't want to pay a toll. And I go up by Biggs Junction and take the bridge up there. Mm. And then uh, once I double back, you know, hit hit the Rowena Crest on the way home in Mosier. You can also do, because I'm looking at the map, you can take uh, 26 out to 35 and then take 35 north up to Hood River and then hit 84 for just a little chunk and then drop back onto 30 to hit Rowena Crest. That's a great way to get there, too. Yeah, uh, 35 is a great highway. I love it. It's fun. Um, I love the Hood River area. They are asking that uh, no tourism at this point through through or in Hood River for a little while. I don't know if that means they don't want you to stop for gas, but they definitely don't want you camping there. So you know, blow through that area if you're gonna if you're gonna hit Rowena. Yeah, be a good neighbor and uh, give them the space they're asking for. Uh, let's see. So Rowena Crest is covered. That's a good one. If you want to go deeper east, um, I like Cottonwood Canyon a lot. And there's a bunch of different ways to get there. But just in general, that that stopping spot, is uh, it's really nice. It's right on the river. You can go in there. There's hot and cold running water. There's, there's a decent water fountain. Uh, if you're not going to pay the day use permit fee, you can stay in the parking lot. 
but you can also pay the day fee and go for a hike if you want to and then jump back on and make it back to Portland in a pretty reasonable amount of time. Um, I like I like that one. There's several different ways to get there. Hiking is just walking in the dirt. Yeah, and and that's what it is. I <laughs> And there's good fishing there too, so I'll I'll walk that section of river and cast the line every once in a while. It's weird. Uh, there's a, a population of feral sheep that run around out there. Those are kind of cool. When I think feral, I think like aggressive and and wild and like if you see one of them, they're gonna start coming at you and try to eat you. Like that. Uh, what what's that? The <laughs> the the black sheep horror movie like maybe maybe feral would not be the right <laughs> definition for you they are escaped sheep uh they've left people's farms and have decided to live on their own in the wilderness <laughs> oh they're home free yeah so you got some free running oh shit yeah i bet that was loud huh you got some free running <laughs> sheep in that area <laughs> That which is fun. Um, oh yeah, Adam's mic is wonky. In case that was really loud, so you know, uh, I'm not exactly sure from this angle what is going on with it, but it's it, it wonky. I think is the appropriate terminology. For yeah, it. that was one of the things that I that I'm gonna have on the list is I want new mic stands because these have springs, and every time you bump them, the springs reverberate through the mic mm. and it sounds shitty. Like but yeah, this? these these mic stands are fucking janky as shit. Well. I mean, we have not gotten a lot of negative feedback about the podcast, which I think is great. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback about the podcast, and that makes it can me only really get happy. better. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, especially for something as like grimy and DIY and punk rock as this thing is. Like, if you're checking out the IG takeover, you will see that this episode of Red More Talk Less podcast is brought to you by Teeling Whiskey, Basil Hayden's, two uh, 10 barrels canned cocktails, and a fuckload of Lysol wipes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And brought to you by means that we bought all that stuff. Not that, Yeah, not no, that not, not a sponsorship. Now, if they hear it and they hear that I said brought to you by and they want to kick down some money through that, uh, that cash app, we're not going to be mad about it. Yeah, no, I'll drink Basil Hayden all day if they want to pay me to do it. All day, every day. I like that shit. So, uh, yeah, so we've covered Rowena Crest a little bit. Uh, we went down to Cottonwood Canyon. Some of my other favorite spots east. Uh, I really like Shanico as kind of a, a day ride if you're going to be casual. How I like to get there is I leave out of Portland. I take Foster all the way into uh, Damascus, and then I go through Boring and hit the 26. Now, if you're making that a day ride, you're leaving at what time and expecting to get back about when? Well, it depends on if we're going to Shanico or if we're just going to Maupin. So Shanico, I would plan on six hours round trip at least minimum. Okay. Um, You can do it in a lot less, but I like to have fun with it. So when... I, I, so like I said, I leave out of Portland. I do uh, Foster Road out to, to Damascus through Boring, hook up with the 26, take that up towards government camp. And then just a few miles past government camp, there's a, a little left-hand turn out to Maupin. And I, I'm not positive about the name of it because I can't find it on the map here, called Pine Hollow Road. And that'll drop you out uh, three miles north of Maupin. Uh, it's it's a great little rip, and the best part about it is there's the green-brown line when you look at a map where you go from forest to desert, and 
there's a definite dividing line when you take that route where you're ripping along through the woods through all these twisties and then all of a sudden it turns into like this dead flat straightaway and just nothing but fucking desert in front of you and you can't tell how fast you're going or or how far away the cars are that are coming head on at you you're like oh there's a car coming there's still a car coming there's still a car coming (laughs) 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 and and it's like it it just keeps like kind of coming down on you but you never really know how far away it is which is fun um but yeah then i dip down into mopping uh usually that means that it's about lunchtime gas and mopping's pretty limited they just have uh 87 octane there's no gas in shanico so i fill up uh in uh government camp at the shell station at the top of the hill because i have to run premium and i bring octane booster with me um so to get to shanico from mopping i go through mopping there's a little bridge that goes over to the Deschutes River. Then there's a left-hand turn that puts you on a bake oven road. And bake oven road is another one that Google Maps is going to try to direct you off of. Uh, nobody's going to let you plot a course over it on, on their mapping software. I remember bake oven from the breakdown run. It is so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, bake oven road will dump you out right at Shanico. Uh, and you can, it's, it's a ghost town. It's really cool. And if you're still feeling fresh at that point, you know, you can ride out to the Klarna unit through the twisties and stuff like that. But Shanico is usually where, you know, on an afternoon ride, I turn around and come back home. Um, let's see. From Moppin, I also like to hit. God, I had another another place in mind. Ty Valley. So you can, instead of going right at the intersection off of Pine Hollow Road and going to Moppin, you can take a left and go to, to uh, Thai Valley. And then from there, you can go out to the grasslands and back up to the 84 and loop back into Portland. And that's a fun ride, too. Uh, for those of you that went on the breakdown run 2018, that's where those switchbacks were going um, just after you left check-in when you crossed the river and you started hitting those switchbacks going up the mountain. And it dumped you out in Condon. Then you would just travel north out of Condon, hit the 84, and wrap around back into Portland. Those are all good rides east for day rides. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's your uh, your wheelhouse, man. I'm not super familiar with, with east. The, for the, the only serious east ride I went was Breakdown Run. Um, Have you not been to White River Falls? I don't even know what that means, so I'm going to go ahead and say no. So you remember uh, check-in for 2018 when we were in Moppin? Yeah, in Moppin. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. So Pre-party was a motherfucker that was beautiful. When you go over the hill heading towards Thai Valley and Moppin, there's um, there's a turnoff for the, the White River Falls, which is on its own, like the falls itself are pretty gorgeous. But if you're willing to park for a minute and take a tenth of a mile hike... There's an old uh, hydroelectric facility down in the bottom from early 1900s. I don't know if it's 20s or 30s, but it's an old abandoned hydroelectric plant. Um, Now, this is inside information, and you guys should not uh, ruin this for the rest of the fucking group. 
but there's there's nothing to keep you from walking inside of this abandoned building taking photographs and having a good time uh there's a path going down to it they don't mind you going down there do not take advantage of that and start fucking the place up i've noticed now that over the last couple of years there's some graffiti inside and stuff like that pissed me off but go down there check it out before they close it off because if people keep doing that it's just going to get shut down Man, uh, I don't, I'm just going to, I don't have words. There's, there's an old biker saying, if you don't be long, don't be long. Yeah, and man. I think that fits with a lot of the shit that like, like if you don't know how to spend your time in the woods for several days, taking care of your, of all your needs and making it like you were never there. Don't fucking do it. Just don't be long. Yeah. Go man. there, look at it, turn around, go the fuck home. There's, there's a lot of, so like, I don't know. Um, I struggle with it because I love graffiti. I think graffiti is amazing. And I also really appreciate the concept of keeping it in urban settings. I Absolutely. Think it, I think it belongs in urban settings. I really do. I think it, I think it adds for me, it adds to the aesthetic of an urban area, and it but it only in. belongs in an urban area. Yes. In an urban area, the graffiti will clue you into the mentality of the environment at the time. Like, if you look at graffiti right now, it's very based around, you know, wearing masks and this whole situation that we're in and people being socially conscious. And if you're paying attention to the graffiti, you know what kind of neighborhood you're in. If you're just seeing, like, these beautiful art pieces and things like that, then you know that you're in a pretty decent area. And you can enjoy the graffiti and have fun. If you're in an area with a bunch of throw up tags, maybe you don't want to be there too long. Yeah. And that's what you were talking about. The, the biker saying, if you don't be long, don't be long. Um, and that's kind of like the out, the social outsider version of, I grew up in the scouts. I'm an Eagle scout. I'm a nerd and a half. And one of the things that we were always taught every time we went camping, especially in an area which most of our camping was like not maintained land at all. It was up to us to do the best that we could to make sure that we left the place better than we found it. And one of those things that has stuck with me all of these decades later is take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but footprints, kill nothing but time. Yeah, and that was actually... Uh, I mean, I'm local. I was born and raised in Oregon. And that was actually required in, in high school here. You know, there were there were classes that we were required to take where, uh, you know, there was several classes on how to behave yourself when you're in the woods. Like how to be a good steward of the land. Yeah. Like, like how to take care of your shit, literally. Yeah. Like how, you know, if you want to pack it out, then bring plastic bags and pack it out with you. It. But like PVC tubes. If you're if you're gonna be out there for a long time and you have to bury it, dig a hole deep enough to bury it. Yeah. You can't leave it on the surface. You can't just take a shit over a log, throw a wad of paper over it, and expect that to be okay. Yeah, you know, and most of the people that are camping right now are not going to really remote areas, but there's still our, our wilderness and they're still so the next person that walks into that space is going to have to step through your shit to get to that space. Literal shit. Literal shit. Yeah. And just, you know, if you're not going to pack it out with you, at least dig a hole and bury it. I mean, dude, I think this is a, a point where like this subject came up. We recently found out um, through some friends and through the news that 
Oregon is talking about effective tomorrow as of this podcast. So, uh, 2020, they're talking about shutting down BLM land. They don't shut down BLM land, but they're talking about shutting down BLM land because people are going out there camping and treating it like a maintained campsite. Now, for starters, I got some beef with people treating a maintained campsite like a shithole and expecting the people who maintain that property to do all of the work for them. That's just offensive to me. And then to go out to a place that has no ranger, has no campsite host, has zero maintenance at all. And then treating it like it's your fucking backyard. If you want to shit on the surface of the ground in your backyard, go for it. You have to live with that, but you're doing this to other people. You're doing this to the native flora and fauna out there, and you're not being respectful of of what you've been given and having access to these areas. I'm so heated right now, especially because we're talking about people trying to social distance camp right now. And we might not be able to, and we, yeah, we might not be able to because tons of people, this is not like you see a piece of trash here or a piece of trash there. And you think, Oh, it's just a piece of trash here or a piece of trash there. But multiply that by all of the land that is BLM land. That's, tons of garbage and human waste that people are not handling properly because they just have no respect for the area. They have no respect for the land. They have no respect for other users of that property. Like come, come on. And I want to work towards a cleanup effort for that. And I know that I know that our community is geared towards things like that. And I'm working out some logistics and I'm working with some partners to try and come up with an event where we can go out into the forests and and help to clean up some of this mess that uh, that the general public has created for us, because for me that's why I live in Oregon. I was born here. I've left several times. I keep coming back because of the the scenic areas and what we have available to us. And I'm going to have that, or I'm going to cause problems. And with problems come solutions, I guess, is the best way to put it. And I'm going to choose to be part of the solution, and I'm going to try to organize an event to go out and do some cleanup. I hope that you all choose to be involved in that. There will be some sort of a prize. I don't know what it is yet. Um, like I said, this is very early in the planning stages. I started putting it together last night when I saw the article. Uh, hopefully we get some pretty major uh, contributors that are known for being involved in this sort of thing. But I would I would like to, to see some effort in this. And if you're interested in it, you know, you can hit us up. Um, I started a new Gmail account specifically for the podcast. It's uh, rmtlpodcast at gmail.com. Just hit me up directly if it's something that you're interested in. And even if I can't do the, the big prizes and stuff that I want to do, I'd like to develop a cleanup effort. I mean, I am all for the idea of incentivizing people being good people. And at the same time, I got to tell you, the fact that you can carry some pride that you left a place better than you found it is all the prize you should need as a decent steward and user of the land around you. I chased somebody out of Little Crater Lake last summer with Cherie. We're up there. There's so Little Crater Lake for anybody who hasn't been there. Go there. Enjoy it. Leave as quick as you can don't be part of the problem but it's it's a little hole that's super deep super blue it's on mount hood um it's uh it's 
a closed system. So anything that's introduced into that environment fucks up that environment. So you need to leave it as pristine as possible. And there's documentation up explaining how the water got there, what that deep hole is and all that stuff. And I watched this motherfucker straight up and like take videos on Instagram of him being at, at little crater Lake. And then right in front of the no fucking swimming sign jumps into the middle of the lake knowing that it's an enclosed ecosystem and that his body chemistry is going to throw off the environment that is that lake. There's not many places in Oregon where you can't swim, and that's one of them. And there's a reason why they're asking you not to do it. They tell you why you shouldn't do it, and then this motherfucker goes and does it anyway. Needless to say, I lost my shit, and I chased the guy out of there. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that people should chase people out of places. I'm not trying to instigate something like that, but... If you're in a position where you've got the backing and the number of people with you to make a difference, maybe say something. Make the guy feel like shit and think twice about posting that video. Yeah, I just that that hurts. I don't I don't have anything that just that just hurts. I, don't I was with so I I had got there by myself. Well, with with a uh, somebody that I was riding with, and we met up with uh, five or six hikers that were doing the uh, Pacific Coast Trail. Yeah. Uh, and they were, we were sitting there talking with them about their adventure when this person was doing this. And I stood up and just lost my shit and started screaming at the guy. And they got up and immediately backed me up. And so, you know, we had seven people against one and we chased the person out of there. But I'm not saying put yourself in a risky situation, but maybe it's time to bring the asshole back. Be the asshole. I think society needs more assholes and not think, just online assholes, but real life assholes. I think the, I think that the, the, the planet deserves more assholes. And by that, I mean like people who are willing to speak up when people are doing like, I understand like there's like, look, I get it. We are here on a podcast talking about riding. We're on motorcycles. We're burning fossil fuels. We're adding to the problem if you want to get real militant about it, but we're not going out emptying our oil into the dirt on the side of the road because we need to do an oil change in the middle of a run. We're not out like leaving garbage. Every event that we've ever been on, we have a a patrol at the end of the event. These are all private properties that we're camping on. We don't have to clean up. I mean, we do need to clean up if we want them to invite us back in the future. But really the reality of it is we don't have to clean up what we do. We do to the nth degree. And our, our people that are involved in our event tend to be pretty good about it. Like usually they'll, they'll have a stack of beer cans and trash that are in their camp that are nicely put together. So all we have to do is show up and put it in a bag and yeah. walk it out. I was just like, going to say the same but thing. While the party's going on, people tend to use the trash bags that are available. Yeah. yeah and I love you guys for that. You you all really pay attention. And if there's a bag it. or a barrel next to where you're partying, nine times out of ten, that stuff ends up in there. And if you're partying at your own camp space, there's a stack of garbage. It's not strewn from end to end of the property that we're staying on. And that is a step in the right direction. Picking it up yourself in the, in the morning when you're sobering up and have, and had some breakfast and you're getting ready to go out. That's another step in the right direction. And when we're doing all of these things, when we're out camping on our own or in small groups, like I, I don't know how many times I can say, 
leave a place better than you found it. Not as good as you found it, but better than you found it. And if that means picking up every scrap of your trash and one piece more, you've left it better than you found it. Exactly. And I'm suggesting definitely uh, right now that people go out and explore what Oregon has to offer and to get out on BLM land and to go to those places that, that aren't necessarily listed as campgrounds and spend some time there and enjoy it. But God damn it, take care of it while you're there. I don't want to. I don't want to be the bearer that gives you the information to to go out into these places and then turn around and have it bite me in my ass the next time I go to visit it and find something with your fucking name on it there. I will call you out. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I will fucking. I will fucking flame you. I will find where you live. Like I will. I will definitely give you some shit if I find something that indicates that you're there. All right, Adam, we've been at this for about another 45 minutes and we've come down as a bunch of heavies. I think we need to take another break. Okay. And take a breather and, and come back and be a little, be a little happy, be a little laughy, probably come back and, and do some live IG stuff to, to wrap up this podcast and, and end on a positive note. Sorry that I got shitty. I love you guys. I know that they, and that's the problem is that I know that everybody that's living in this, listening to this podcast is in the same boat that I am. So I'm preaching to the choir, but tell your friends, you know, get on Instagram, remind people that they're being assholes. Like, and that's all that I'm going to say about it. I'm going to let it go from there. I know that you guys aren't the problem, but we all need to work together to stop the problem. We love you guys. We'll be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. See you soon. This is on. Hello and welcome. So for everybody out there who's listening to podcasts, instead of watching Instagram, we just went live on Instagram and I went live on the podcast. Oh, live on the podcast. So we're back on the podcast too. We're doing two things at once here. We're going to answer your questions live on Instagram and we're going to post them up for prosperity on the podcast. Hey, old man Mikey is with us too. Mikey, love you, man. It's been a while. Hell yeah, dude. We were looking forward to seeing you this year. Um, Unfortunately, you know, that's not going to happen COVID by fact, by like de facto, but that doesn't mean we can't make it happen while we're all out there on the road doing our ride apart, repeat stuff. Uh, we wanted to come back live on the podcast and live on the Instagram at the same time so that you could see kind of the end of the magic while we wrap up and sign off. This is uh, our version of a Quentin Tarantino movie where we start with the end and then you will see all of our takeover biz uh, throughout the rest of the day and evening. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, who we have on here. He says, why don't you do a quick walk around and show them the, uh, the stuff that we got going on. We got the map. We got the computer. It is super meta, Jess. Uh, I'm going to get up from my mic so you won't hear me talking very well, but I'm going to do a walk around so I can show you guys the studio space where this uh, grimy-ass punk rock magic happens. We can even do a tour upstairs and show them the next studio. Yeah, so this is me, and I'm going to flip it around. That's my chair. That's our butler map that we refer to regularly when we're talking about good stuff and places, ways to find uh, magic and stuff like that, ways to find beautiful roads. That's Adam's chair, his technical setup with all the recording equipment. This chaos that we live with, with our liquor bottles and our drink cans and our various mason jars and such. Oh, look at that. Oh, and we got a needle. Don't worry about it. It may or may not get used. 
Uh, this is the couch. There's other types of magic. <laughs> magic on the we couch. We regularly will in in our podcast and stuff. We'll talk about regular car reviews. This is where we watch those regular car reviews. Adam is my personal curator when it comes to him. Uh, watching those those YouTube videos. Without him, I don't watch them at all. No, we don't have enough vape juice here, uh, Jess. The vape juice is upstairs. Do people want to see where the vape juice happens? Where that where Adam makes the magic that you get? To I don't know if we should put lungs? that live. Yeah, maybe not. It's a it's a sensitive lab. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to bring chemical uh, adulterants in there and, and various uh, human human uh, skin flakes and such into this delicate lab balance. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to see how juice is made, I'll gear up and show you at some point, but not today. Yeah. So for anybody listening on the podcast, uh, you know you're picking up some weird shit in the background. We're live on IG. I hope that you you've seen that and that you're here checking this out on the sideline. It it's going to be kind of fun if you can put them both together, but if you only listen to one or the other, it's going to be confusing as shit. Yeah. Hey, there's Adam again. So, Jess, those are actually machines back there. They're uh, mods, not not vape juice. Did you uh get a view of the the podcast software that I got running? Oh, no, I did not run the I didn't get a screenshot of the actual so this is Adam's laptop. Yeah, come check this out. So for a free setup, um, for two mics, I run this this system called Banana. And if I'm running, uh, if I have a guest in and I'm doing three or more, I run a mixer called Potato. And that allows me to run three live mics and uh, a couple of um, like virtual mics that can run off of either, uh, you know, Facebook or Skype or something like that. Then in the background, the actual record. I get a lot of enjoyment out of sitting here once a week. I fixed it. We're back. We are back live on the podcast <laughs> okay. now as well. Go ahead and swing back over here. Let me show oh, them. All right. <laughs> Chaos. So for four or, or I guess three or less mics, what you want to use is this uh, voice meter banana is a free software. It works really well. Uh, if you're going to run more than three mics, they have a version called potato that lets you run uh, a lot more inputs. And then for actual recording, I use um, audacity, which is a free recording app that automatically uh, sets itself up to optimize with banana or potato as long as you have that launch first. And then that allows us to actually create uh, the the file that we use later and edit down and and make the podcast with. So, I mean, it's not live, but we try to do as little editing as possible to keep you guys as in the moment as you can be. Uh, let's go ahead and swing around and grab the map. This is our Butler map that we keep close to the podcast while we're doing it. Uh, you know... You can see on here, earlier we introduced the yellow roads right here, red roads, and then of course we have the orange roads, which you'll see also over in these sections. And you can see you get a lot more activity in the yellow roads with switchbacks, crazy madness. Uh, the other nice thing about Butler maps is that like this section here where they have it blocked out and say 16, if you flip the map over, it gives you 
an in-depth look at what that area looks like and what you can expect as far as elevation changes, uh, road conditions, things like that. So this is kind of our baseline for creating routes. And then we look at current conditions and uh, we, we reference back to current construction and things that are going on to get an idea of what's going to be safe for uh, a long trip. I think that that kind of covers the basics. I mean, aside from personal knowledge, that's kind of like anybody in the world can go out, get one of these Butler maps and then reference back to websites and, uh, and the, the toll free numbers to find out road conditions and figure out what your ride's going to be like when you actually go on it. You can just go with the map. I mean, if you get to a particular area and there's a detour, as long as you got a little bit of gas in your tank, you'll make it around the detour. The detour is not going to be more than 25 or 50 miles. Like I, I feel like that's the max that I've ever ran into. So you should be in good shape. And here we are back on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I can't speak highly enough of Butler Maps. I use them on my trip to Reno and back. Uh, my trip to Reno was intentionally... I didn't want to take I-5, but I wanted to be as fast as possible. So I went down 97 and that was mostly set up with Google Maps and such. But coming back, I wanted to take a bunch of really good roads. So I got myself an Oregon Butler map and a Northern California Butler map, which I think is great because Butler splits up Northern and Southern California. It's not just a California map. There's two for California because it's such a big space. Um, and then on my way back to Oregon, I ran into some other riders who were out touring on the road and they were headed south from where I was at. And uh, they were in Southern Oregon, headed down through Northern California. So I gave them that map. I'm like, look, I'm headed home into Oregon. I'll pick up another Northern California map when I need it. Do you want to go up and check out the space that we're going to be moving into next week? Yeah, I mean, so let, let's do that. Let's um, do that. It's not super set up. So don't be, don't expect to be awed by everything. I'm going to stop the podcast here because they're not going to pick up anything on the, on the podcast anyway. Might be able to be heard. I'm holding it close enough to the mic. And we're back live on the podcast now that we're back downstairs. So anybody who pops up on the Instagram will, uh, will answer your questions. You'll get answers on the Instagram as well as being immortalized on the podcast. Do we have anything going on over there, Seth? Nope. A bunch of people are popping up and showing up and waving hello and just hanging out and watching the nonsense that's occurring on this current IG live uh, broadcast. So we have done a bunch of, we have done a bunch of uh, talking today about routes and things of that nature. And uh, now we're kind of getting ready to wrap up and we're joining the IG live while we do um, our wrap up and sign off. I have a couple of people hit me up on uh, instant messenger trying to get some information, which is fun. Uh, but yeah, anybody who has any questions for the podcast itself, I mean, I'd love to contact you or talk to you guys live and try to get a little bit more interactive with the podcast. Ultimately what I'd like to do is to be able to have this podcast running live um, with a little bit of video footage, just enough to get it validated for YouTube so that you can talk to us in the comments section while we're producing the video 
and be able to answer your questions live. Like right now we have to do any everything with you know a few days of delay between, which is okay, but you know it's not where I want to be. I want to be interactive with you people and I want to answer your questions in the moment as things are going on. What do you mean you people, Adam? You people. <laughs> like I mean you fucking people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what what kind of is there anything you can share from your instant message? questions that you've got going on over there i mean just a lot of people asking me what you know what the fuck am i doing why am i keep popping on and off of instagram you know what's going on because yeah. <laughs> nobody like really knows it, what's happening because we like to keep it chaotic right oh like right now my friend alex is like what what are you doing a podcast on because she's watching the instagram and doesn't know that <laughs> i do motorcycle shit there it is so, why don't you answer that question? I did. I said motorcycle shit. I think that's a fair answer. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast is on motorcycle shit. Uh, so this wildlife, that, this wildlife, this freedom wants uh, wants us to show them your butthole. Now, I don't know if they want to see oh, your butthole or my butthole. <laughs> yeah, let's get specific on that. Yeah, my butthole is a little blown out right now. Whose butthole do you want to see? Yeah, I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't had mine waxed in a really long time. And by a really long time, I mean 39 years. Yeah, so. mine, mine's not blacked or bleached. Yeah. Bleached. Waxed <laughs> or bleached. So it can be complicated. You want to see it? I took a shower, so it's probably not going to be too bad. You want to see it? I'll show it to you. I took a shower too, but that was like fucking eight hours ago. I mean, maybe if, if Riley or Cherie or one of the other females was asking to see my butthole, I might be a little more excited. I know this wildlife, this wild freedom. I don't he know doesn't that necessarily is. need to see my butthole. Oh, yeah, this guy. <laughs> I didn't actually know that that was his. I, I, I opened it up to invite them. To, you know, we're inviting them. We're going to see what happens here. Oh, got an invite. Yeah, I'm, I'm sending out an invite. We'll see what happens. So, uh, you know, if you had the Oh, he's on. in the shop. Oh, we got him? Yeah, we got him. Show him your butthole. <laughs> show him your butthole. Okay, hold on. Do I have to show Seth my butthole or am I showing Instagram my butthole? Let's let's be clear about this. Yeah, of course. Boom. <laughs> would this be a Ride More Talk Less podcast if we hadn't been drinking? <laughs> no, it would not be. <laughs> oh, uh. Yeah, I've been checking that out. Uh, I'm looking for tables. I'm looking for desks. Um, I have a couple of options, but I really like to find something nice for up there. Yeah, I I'm definitely on the lookout for furniture. Yeah, in the meantime, use one of the Oregon Run eight footers. But yeah, check out. Craig. I mean, when we went looking for couches last year for Red Under the Rock, we found some seriously nice shit for free. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, anybody who's listening to Instagram, we did find a lot of great stuff uh, off of Craigslist for the ride more for the. Uh, I'm shit faced. <laughs> My tolerance is in the toilet, but for the. Um, I got you. 
the run, <laughs> run to the rock we had a lounge area where you could watch movies and just hang out and chill smoke cigarettes drink some beers and shit and uh all of that stuff that we got we found on craigslist free listings or facebook free uh facebook uh marketplace free and back to easy. being a little bit more uh mindful about what you're doing we had it lined up to where those were going to be donated to a local charity before we ever drug them out to that space so we drug them out there and we had our party but then somebody came and picked them up and brought them to an actual charity afterwards rather than just leaving them there to rot or be problematic or throw them in a landfill. Yeah. So it's all about just like how you do things. Like there's nothing against bringing some, some sofas and stuff out into the woods and having a good time, but know what's going to happen to it after you leave. Don't just leave it there to rot either pack it out yourself or have somebody scheduled to come out and pick it up after you're done. It's not hard. There's a lot of charities out there that are looking for the shit that you want to throw away. Yeah, so we've got a. I'm gonna switch back. We've we've got a little bit of a minor celebrity on here. Oh, facepalm! I love it. That means he's he's in. Uh, so we're gonna sign off with Adam, and we're gonna try and see if we can co- coerce uh, Curtis to come in here and putting his face on the the podcast for a minute. Oh, he just said nah. No, he's doing. It. I'm asking him anyway. Maybe he'll show us some butthole. <laughs> So we're waiting to see if uh, Ride One Cane a Day, our friend Curtis Morgan, is going to join us. He said, nah, I'm really hoping that he didn't seriously mean it. Oh, hey, look at that COVID cut, bro. I love it. <laughs> Wait, is Curtis live? Yeah, man. Oh, fuck, man. Love you, man. Oh, here's the family. This is a Look at this beautiful collection of human beings. This is amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm glad you're that you're there, man. I'm gonna come over to uh to Seth's mic so I can see what's going on. What's that? He's Adam's gonna come over here. Uh so he's standing behind me. I'm gonna hold it out a little bit so we can both get on here and talk to you for a little bit. Adam's really excited. Alexi uh, is super excited that you're on here. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. We're we're live on the podcast actually while we're doing the Instagram live. So you're gonna be oh, immortalized in this shit. <laughs> yeah. So people who are watching the Instagram live, you get to see Ride 1K in a Day, Curtis Morgan, and all of his shenanigans that he's involved with. And then people who are listening to the podcast, you get to hear us talk to him. We'll see how meta this gets. I want to see your baby. Show me your baby. I'm sure I can't do this for very long. Yeah, no problem, man. Oh, my God. I, I got to see a baby with a bottle. That's a good start. There it is, dude. Yeah, it'll take hair away from you. Your forehead, your forehead's <laughs> gotten like three sizes bigger since uh, since the last time I seen you. Oh yeah, the beard too. It's just migrating. Yeah, it's my it's moving from the top to the bottom. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mine's doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, over it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's people talking too. Yeah, hey, George, yeah. you know I'm gonna I'm gonna hop over here to the, uh, we're gonna give some some uh, some love to our local Harley dealership, Curtis. It was great to see you, man. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. Dude, Curtis, I I miss you, man. Love you. Uh, I wish we could spend more time together. I understand you got life. Bye. I miss you all. I was really looking forward to seeing you. But uh, we'll just have to ride apart repeat. Yeah, we'll do it again soon, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love your face, man. Love you guys. Bye. It's so good from here and from Curtis. Oh, where did we go? Oh. Earlier I was talking about that uh, 
that like super secret ride that that went from um what uh, the like god i don't remember uh hood river to the dells i think and it was that bike path that i was talking about and curtis was actually uh with me when i first found that he rode that with me it was a great fucking ride oh he bailed on us so we're gonna switch we're gonna pivot real quick who do we have next? Uh, so, our friend Jason McKelly was on through the official Harley. Oh uh, yeah, he's uh, he's over at latest now, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, he was on there. Look, now we got him. Oh, we got Jason. Jason McKelly. He pivoted from his business account to his per- his private account, and now we got Jason McKelly on here. I'm gonna have to come over and say hi again. Yeah, man. What are you What are you doing with uh, What are you doing in this quarantine, Jason? Oh yeah, yeah. I forget. Like I've been into the uh, shop a couple times. I obviously yeah. you're working. Yeah, we we we've just been we've just been working. I would like some quarantine time. Get out and ride a little bit. Maybe do some stuff to the bike. Yeah, I, I think it's freezing up. It might be. I mean, I can never trust uh, internet to be to be reliable. Who like, you got? You got a. Oh, look at that handsome guy. What's your dog's name, Jason? That's Laika. Laika. Hell yeah. <laughs> Adam Alexi likes your mustache, dude. He wants to know if he can go for he wants to know if he can go for a ride on it. Yeah. <laughs> Free mustache rides today. Hell yeah, dude. So you were what do you how, if people want to run in, if people want to run into you at the Harley dealership, what what, what days are you there? Um, if you want to come see me and say hi, I'm there Tuesday to Saturday. Cool. Now I want to say Jason is a great dude, and if you want to go see him, go see him, and be very kind and polite and respectful of people's personal space when you're seeing them, because we are in a socially distanced environment right now. Still, yes. none of that stuff has been lifted. And people have contact with people that you don't know. And it's just like, if you want to see people that you care about, I totally support that. And part of caring about those people is making sure that you're not exposing them to shit. Yeah, I, I face mask up at work. It's, uh, you know, the, the Harley, like the diehard Harley guys, the older generations have seemed like they're having a, um, a difficult time grasping the concept of, of wear a fucking face mask <laughs> you <laughs> know what i mean whatever i it's it it's their prerogative um i face mask up i wish that other people did when they were in public uh or around people that they didn't know but who knows man it's funny this whole thing you know um can't go get a haircut can't do this can't go to a park and i get why but then, man, you walk into Fred Myers, and I know you guys probably have walked into Fred Myers, and it just looks like a regular day. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a smattering of masks. Most of them are on the employees there, but, you know, you're right. It looks like yeah. a regular day. Most people at a Fred Myers are like, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, for those old like, school people, this. like, I, throw a I bandana on. It's you know, better than uh, nothing. We got murder hornets now. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so probably get uh, some chainsaw bears thrown in there and uh, some fucking murder bunnies who knows my buddy's talking about repainting his bike black and gold and calling it the murder hornet i'm 
uh, 100% oh. on board with that. Yeah, fully hey. support that. That's awesome. Somebody hey. should do do the old Super B logo, but do it with a murder hornet. Do it in that font and uh, <laughs> I love it. The, the, the murder hornet. I murder horny would be even better. Instead of a stinger, you could just do a big hard dick. <laughs> Jason, did you ever play Cyberpunk 2020, the the like D and D game when you were a kid? Huh. It 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 progressed like it told us what 2020 was going to be about, but it did not bring up COVID. Like everything else, it's pretty close. But man, it missed out on a couple of spots. I was really hoping for just like brain implants and data decks. Like I did not want mass disease and fucking murder hornets. Yeah. <laughs> They I'm lied to me about what the future was. See. I really don't like something that we can't see and something that is uh, ailing as uh, as a, a you know as a virus. I, I would much rather opt for um, zombies. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all about zombies. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. Shot like <laughs> I was gonna say I can shoot a yeah. fucking zombie. <laughs> yeah, it's frightening. It man, it would be really frightening. But uh, but holy shit, at least I could hang out. But you know, I could come over and say hi. We could high five. It'd be safe. Yeah. Please do. Man, I, 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 uh, I wonder how much longer we got. Really been aching for a ride. Really been wanting to see people. Um, I kind of took the the winter time off and focused on work. And um, I've never been the most social person anyway. But uh, as soon as you take it away, it's funny. You take it away, and then, and then when it's not an option anymore you're like oh shit so jason man you you haven't been able to hear the podcast i was in the emergency room yesterday with uh with a friend of mine we uh we met a gentleman who has uh tested positive for covid uh antibodies twice in a row and show no symptoms uh after the third test his plasma becomes viable for a vaccine so that's here in portland at providence there's a, there's a nurse that's working that is a living embodiment of a cure for the disease. So I think that we're heading to a point where, uh, where we're going to have a cure pretty soon. Yeah, that would be killer. Uh, a good friend of mine is uh, Australia's leading uh, epidemiologist. And he, he and his team have been working on a, a bunch of different drugs that that seem promising, like they've been able to isolate. We, he and I speak quite a bit over WhatsApp. Uh, they've been able to isolate a protein and they've been able to crystallize it so that the protein will, re- you know, lose its validity in the body and then it drops, leaving just the antiviral uh, portion around. And they've got that in animal testing right now. Uh, and he can't really talk, you know, he doesn't talk a whole lot about. Um, how far they are, but he says that less than 18 months, if it makes it past uh, animal and human tests, and he says it one, once they find something, then it's pretty easy to duplicate, according to him. But I, no, I feel like um, with the progress that we're making, you know, we've got people with antibodies that can kill COVID. We've got the animal testing going on. I feel like we're making progress, and yeah, this totally. is not a. I don't think this is this is going to be a thing that's going to continue. You know, like I think that this is going to see an endpoint. We'll we'll have a level of normality pretty soon, right? Even if it's a year, eighteen months, there is normality in the future, and I think that we just need to look towards that. 
Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It's easy to get caught up in the moment, especially right now with uh, literally everybody, you know, uh, myself included, everybody talking about COVID. And, uh, and it's just a natural, it's just a normal conversation that you have day to day with, with a lot of people. And I think it gets uh, a lot of people get blinded. Uh, again, myself included, about looking forward to the future of uh, some type of antiviral medication or uh, a vaccine with, that will take place and make everybody safe again. So, how are things at the dealership right now? I mean, have you been on site or are you just working from home? No, I I tried working from home. George George was all for it. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, if you can work from home, go ahead." I. I wear too many hats to, to unfortunately to work from home, but my office is way up in the back corner of the warehouse. So I'm not, I'm not near anybody if I don't want to be, I mean, I've got to go down onto the floor from time to time uh, to check on things, but there's not with, with my position, my primary focus is just uh, shifting the marketing and advertising. I don't, I don't have any events to uh to focus on right now i can't host any rides you know we were going to be doing um kmr this year which i was really excited about um it was sponsored through triumph it was going to be our last year with triumph and then harley was going to pick it up and it's uh it's a hosted adventure ride and we were set in june to go to the uh unrally down on the outboard and um the the unrally's been canceled so it's not not looking like we can even safely, at least by by government standards, uh, safely do any overnight trips, you know, or anything anything like that. Where where it's a limited number of bikes, it's a limited number of people. The um, the risk for EMS is still it's still too great, so we yeah. we can't do it. So I've just been just been held up in in my office and. Um, when when the used bikes I, I take all the photos for the used bikes and stuff so when that stuff comes in I, I just I put it on the carousel and snap some photos it's not real exciting right now <laughs> yeah but, hey man, but not put you on the spot um, I, I mean I hate to do this like live on the air and podcast and stuff can you get us on on a on a bike for a review like if the podcast oh, was totally. coming could Seth and I like ride a, uh, a low rider ass or something like that and try to yeah. try to do a, re- a, re- a review yeah yeah absolutely um i've got a drone now too Woo! i've got a mavic pro that does follow and i've been wanting to do more of that we just brought on a dude named conrad um oh, I know you, guys, conrad. you know conrad yeah, yeah so, really well uh, conrad i seems like a dope dude i we we hit it off pretty good he's working in parts but uh, but he's going to come on board with me and uh, and do a few days a week, and then as things return back to normal, which I'm I'm guessing by end of summer, he's going to help with hosted rides and uh, and some of the bigger stuff that we've had planned for this year. So Conrad has uh, has the single coolest crossover bike that I think exists, which is the '84 Softail kicker, yeah, four dope. speed Evo engine. That is like the quintessential chopper. I yeah, think that he's got cool. probably the best build going on in Portland right now. Uh, I love that guy. Conrad's a great dude. I'm glad that he's working for you guys. Yeah, yeah, he's a nice guy. It uh, and his bike's dope. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
but you know he's um, he's exceptional with with uh, with moving pictures, and uh, I think that what we could do is you know we could get you guys on to do uh, a review if you guys want to want to do uh, whatever you want to do with one of the bikes that would be great, um, but we could also get some video and um, I could I could edit things to turn it into a you know like a couple minutes segment that we throw up on our channel in my Highly perfect hard, uh, world like i would like to yeah. do a road glide and the little rider s that's yeah. like that's my perfect world scenario like we can do a review of the road glide because i feel like that's the best of the tours and a low rider s because that's the best of your your cruiser line yeah we we can do whatever bike you guys want to awesome uh the, the road glide specials man if i had it in my bankroll right now uh I would have I would have a road glide special in a heartbeat. I love those bikes, man. Road glides are where yeah, it's at. Dude. Road glide or no glide. <laughs> <laughs> Super glide, motherfucker. Super glide. It is uh I it, it literally is like rolling a couch down the street. You don't feel a damn thing. I right? fucking love them. I've I've yeah. been riding road glides for a long time, uh, in the industry, but I don't own one yet. I'll work yeah. on some trade in shit with you guys at some point in the future. I'm not ready to give up my dyna yet. But when yeah. I move out of Adana, it's going to be a road glide. Yeah, you know, um, I'm ta- I'm bored with my Dyna. I'm taking it in a different direction. I looked at doing uh, trade-ins and um, getting caught up in, um, in more payments probably isn't the wisest thing for me to do, especially with Skylar in college. But I'm going to be selling off my exhaust and my suspension um, front and rear suspension and uh, my exhaust if, if you know anybody that, that is interested. I know a guy who might want to buy your suspension. Yeah, yeah. go ahead yeah, and, all, and tell us what you got man and tell us how much you want for it. We're on the air. Um, so I've, I've got 14 inch Legend Rebo A's. They are about two years old. I have probably 16,000 miles on them. Uh before anybody buys them, I would send them. I'll send them back into Legend, and uh, and have them redone so they'd be like fresh, brand new shocks. I already talked to Legend about that a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then up front, I have uh, dual mono tubes, the progressive mono tubes, so you can you can adjust your rebound and um, compression on the left side of those. There, it it's not it's it's a baker's dozen with the with the with the monotube, you know, if you've got emulators, uh, they sort of work the same way. But the nice thing about the monotubes is that you use less fork oil, and the fork well, and oil you have is a legit not... cartridge instead of having yeah, just yeah. emulator valves. Right, right. Yeah, and it's no. nice. I've, I've got a set. It uh, it is super stiff. I I like the uh, the front end to be super stiff, and I don't um, I don't get up and and jam on the bike as much as I used to but man if you you lean that thing into a quick corner you don't have to worry about there's no front end dive at all like no, what are you looking no to get out of the progressives I don't know I, I haven't really given it that much thought I just was making a list last night of stuff that I'm going to do to the bike um, and it's all cheaper than the stuff that I have on there now so you know, Put a so list I, together. I just want to cover the the cost of the stuff that I'm that I'm replacing. I'm going to lower the front end, and I'm lowering the. the I'm basically going to try to turn it into a, um, 
like a, a hokey seventies version of uh, of like a St. Louis chopper. Yeah, man. Put our parts list together. Hit me up. Let me know what you want for the parts that you have for sale, and I will post them up and. Uh, We'll try and do a flip over so that you can get your dream build and somebody else gets what they want. Red. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, man. Anytime. Cool. Cool. So I think we're going to try and uh, hop and see if anyone else wants to jump on here before we wrap yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, it, up. it was really it good was talking real nice. to you, Jason. It was so good talking to you guys. I miss you, I man. Will, uh, it's been I too miss long. You, too. you guys stay safe and we'll, uh, we'll see each other in, in person real soon. Likewise, dude. Absolutely. Right. Take it Cheers, easy. Cheers, guys. I'm going to see if I can get Megan to commit. Yeah, see if you can get ever, whoever on. Oh, Riley's on here. Do we want to have Riley on a second time? Sure. Oh, wait. Uh, is Sheree on? No, no. Hi, I don't know if you guys can hear me. I'm trying to see about getting other people to join. People have bounced in and out real quick, and so it's hard to say who we got on here from one minute to the next. But uh, if anybody wants to, you can hit the little request button and ask to come on. We would love to have you. Otherwise, we are going to uh, uh, Jason. I can't. You can't hear me, but hit your volume button and it will return. Somebody text him. I can't message while I'm talking. If he can, uh, if he, if Jason hits his volume button, it happens to me. It happened to me too. Cool. Excellent. There it is. Yeah, that happened to me when I jumped on live, then I jumped back off. You just have to hit your volume button, and then you come back. Um, who else? I mean, we've been on doing this thing for a minute. Adam's over there on his dirt box. Again, oh, I busted him. No, get on there. Come on, everybody. What the see? fuck? <laughs> I'm doing all the talking, and he's just over there. I'm going to face I'm like. I'm, gonna I'm just going to bullshit online <laughs> until we have something better to I'm gonna do. I'm going to get on Tinder. I'm going to swipe right on somebody. Hey, now. <laughs> I'm not on Tinder anymore. Okay. You're not on Tinder any less either. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, unless somebody is dying to be on this little crossover podcast slash IG live thing, I think we're probably going to call it. Uh, <laughs> Give it a few Jason, minutes. I Jason mean, said swipe right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> swipe right on smitty mm. uh yeah so we love you guys like we said this is a little bit of a tarantino we're going live and then over the next couple hours you'll see all of our takeover stuff what it looks like behind the scenes here at the rmtl podcast um we love you we love talking to you we love that you listen to us it makes all of this worth it whether there's one of you or 10 of you or 100 of you we enjoy doing this, and the fact that other people enjoy taking it in is just next level. I'm going to turn it over to Adam hot quick to say something. Oh, Jesus. Goodbye. I'm not ready for that. Yeah, man. Just say goodbye. Tell people how much you love them, and then we'll sign off. I mean, I'm not saying goodbye necessarily. Let's give it a few minutes. Let's uh, let's monitor that IG live, okay. see if anybody else has any questions that, uh, that they really need to have answered. And we'll cover them on the podcast, and we'll cover them on IG. Um, you know, it's a little bit slower getting a response on IG cause it's last minute, you know, like, yeah. but, uh, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I like the live aspect with the podcast, you know, um, not to kind of push things again, but it would be nice if, you know, check out our wish list when we get that posted next week and help us be able to, to do the podcast live so that we can answer your questions real time instead of having like a week between responses and having to talk via 
via social media to try and figure out what it is that we want to talk about that week. I think there's a lot of good stuff out there, and I think that uh, that our podcast can help kind of bridge the gap as as uh, this thing is going on around us right now. Yeah, uh, I love you all. I I really enjoyed hearing from Jason. It's been a long time since I've seen that guy's face. I miss him. Um, I've been out to latest since uh, since this has started. I didn't want to ask for Jason to come down and help us because I didn't want to expose him in case I had anything. Um, but you know, I, I miss talking to that guy. I, uh, I miss seeing his face. I miss being on the runs with him. It's a, it's, it's kind of a heartfelt moment for me right now. Cause I got to see him. Sweet. That's what it's all about. Technology helps bridge those gaps. I am going to throw something out here and see, what happens because this just occurred and we'll see what the response is the other thing is is i don't know how well your mic is picking up the the phone yeah just to let people know on the podcast know what we're doing is um seth has his phone in his hand and he's pointing the speaker at the mic we're doing the best that we can uh if we can get some some hardware to help bridge that gap so that we have those those uh those physical connections as opposed to just you know, going on air, you're going to get better quality out of what we're doing here. We've gone as far as we can out of pocket. This is, this is what we can do. Uh, but you know, a little bit of contribution from our fans and maybe we can take this thing to another level. Yeah. So I sent a request out to one of our, uh, IG live watchers and I'm waiting to hear back. Who is it? Don't worry about it, bro. It'll be who it is. I want to talk to whoever it is. You want? You'll get to talk to whoever it is. They're looking at you right now. Hi. Oh no! Let's try it again. We got a failure. It said they are unable to join. So we're gonna try and send them another request and see if it works better. Jason wants to know what we need as far as equipment. We could use upgraded mics. We could use. Well, mic stands at least. Yeah. Like. Oh hey, look! I found it. It's a Cherie. Oh, we have Cherie on the line. Hey, Cherie's on here. Can you guys hear me okay? I have my... Yeah, I can hear you just fine. I think Adam can probably hear you just fine. I mean, the the podcast mics are picking her up a little low, but other than that, I think we're doing good. You know, it's going to be there. It's just going to be a little low. Do we know... Uh, yeah, so what's what do you got going on, Cherie? How are you, how are you staying sane while we're all locked up? Um, well, I'm still going to work every day except for this last week. Uh, but other than that, I'm just uh, hanging out with that guy every once in a while. Oh, that that and, guy? Oh, he's coming around. I got to uh, flip the. Working on leather shit. Nice. Drinking some that? 10 barrel. We're getting shit faced and talking <laughs> on microphones. How are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Hi, girl. It's nice to see you. Yeah. So, this is it. So, what are you doing while COVID's going on? You got any oh, little personal pro- Oh, sorry. Can you can you hear me now? Can yeah, it's cutting in and out though. Oh, that's a bummer. Do you have any personal projects that you're working on while we're in the COVID lockdown? Um, I'm actually trying to finish a, a wallet for my mom. Oh, that's cute. Uh, she has a thing for daisies, so. Uh, I mean, those look I've like daisies. Off. 
You are cutting out really bad, Adam. I can't hear you. Oh, well, I'm a dickhead. I'll fucking dick it out then. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I uh, fine. Adam, but... may, Adam may or may not be drunk. Uh, he said those do look like daisies. Oh, good. I'm glad. That's what I was going for. Yeah. Um, I think that that is going to be great when you get all done with it. I'd like to see the finished product because I am looking to have some leather work done for myself as well. And I would love to see some of the, I've seen a handful of things you've done. I'd like to see even more of them. Uh, yeah, trying to get my projects ramped back up here. Uh, putting it off for uh, hello eyeball. (laughs) Sorry. There's a lot of equipment in my face and shit and I got to try and navigate all of it. Yeah, going live on Instagram is kind of weird while we're <laughs> while we're doing this. Like it's it's a neat variable, but it's a weird variable. Yeah. Hi Seth, haven't seen you in forever. I know, I've been hiding out. I've been going to work too and then mostly uh staying at home and and socially distancing. Socially distancing. Distancing. Yeah, <laughs> socially distancing. <laughs> Seth coined a new phrase, social disting. Social disting. So what are you guys drinking? Today we have have Teeling whiskey. It's a small batch Irish. And then also Basil Hayden's, which is just a really good bourbon. And then in honor of one of our sponsors who we know and love, we got a couple of the canned cocktail options from Ten Barrel. We have the Greyhound and the Classic Margarita that we've been drinking, and they're both pretty damn tasty. Oh, man, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we wanted something light and refreshing for the hotness. Uh, it's fucking hot today. Um, it is. It's not. And, you know, this thing on my face doesn't help, but, you know, I got to well, maintain that. I got to maintain that sexy mystery about uh, who. Anonymity. Yeah. Who, <laughs> Seth, don't Insta. <laughs> Seth Seth do use his real name but Seth don't insta yeah I'm surprised you're uh, using your real name uh. <laughs> I mean you know you gotta do what you gotta do yeah. Um. so anyway I wanna try and see if we can get a few other people on while we're here before we wrap things up and uh, it was really good talking to you and we will talk to you yeah. again soon okay. see ya Thanks for popping on. Bye. Bye. Uh, she, oh, she's still on. Let's see if we can get her to join. The zoo? Yeah. So I don't even know how to pronounce that. We're going to find out pretty soon. I just put out a request for somebody. This is going to be, you're not going to be able to see this dude. person, but if you've been listening to our podcast, you may or may not have heard of Slovakia guy. And Slovakia guy is an awesome individual uh, that we really, really would love to contact with. Now, they have been very clear that they are, are who they are and they. Well, they're they a little do. English. English like, is not their first language, obviously, because they're from Slovakia. And we really hope that that is not going to be a barrier. But we understand if they feel limited and, and don't want to um, put themselves out there just yet. We are hoping to have them join us at some point because we would really like to get that like international 
um, partnership going on. It's it's a beautiful thing. It was really great to have them reach out. Now, it said that they were unable to join, and uh, I don't want to push super hard, so I'm not going to re-request. If Slovakia guy wants to join on IG Live in the next couple minutes while we're just shit-talking and, and shooting the breeze here, please uh, send a request to me. I will gladly accept it and have you on. We would love to have you on. And maybe that's a, a good point to take a break on the podcast and uh, uh, maybe we'll come back and do a little more IG live and question answering uh, in 15 minutes after we get somebody else lined up to chat with. We'll we'll disconnect the IG live so we can reset the timer and then come back and deal with you all as we can. Oh, yeah. I mean, that does make I totally forget about the timer situation. Uh, these things don't make they don't I'm not a tech guy. And so I don't even think about that. But uh, that's good. If people are I'm going to leave this on for another two or three minutes um, to see what kind of feedback we get about people wanting us to come back on IG live. If we get a lot of positive response, we will absolutely 100 percent come back on IG live. Um, in the meantime, you're going to see some really weird stuff like us standing outside vaping and while we wait to hear if you want us to come back. And if you don't, we love you. No harm, no foul. I'm going to take we'll a piss if anybody up. wants to watch that. Yeah, does anybody want to watch Adam take a piss? Because I can follow him. That's weird. I mean, we'll all have to watch him take a piss. <laughs> It'll be I'll, a group thing. Because I'll have to go with him. Anybody? No takers? All right. We are going to... And we're back for the final bit of the podcast. Uh, we have concluded the IG live at this point. I think uh, we had to take a break because we hit the Instagram limit on how long we can be online. We're waiting for a few people to come on and see if they have anything to share before we shut down. But I think we're pretty much done with it. Seth, uh, where are you at? Uh, You're I monitoring mean, this shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm solid. I'm ready to wrap it up. Riley just joined us back. Jess is online, but she's taking care of the kiddo and stuff. So I think this is it for us here at the Ride More Talk Less podcast. And uh, for any of those of you who have not watched this before or just learning about it because of our IG takeover today, look forward to some more back uh, behind the scenes stuff from the podcast today. Um, uh, before you exit, I mean, if Riley's online, we might as well invite her to chat for a minute. Yeah. See if she wants to to, oh, to say something. She's not on the feed anymore. Looks okay. like she dipped out. So let her go ahead and go then. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. We really appreciated all of the participation with us on our IG live. Look for some stuff over the next couple hours about our takeover from the behind the scenes stuff that we do here at the podcast. You can see that it is exactly as chaotic as it sounds like when you're listening to the recordings. And uh, we love all your faces. Adam, say go say goodbye, Adam. Bye, guys. Ah, So that's us closing off of IG Live. Uh, we're still on the podcast. There's um, nothing really left to cover for today. We've covered the, the basic routes. I think next week what we're going to cover is um, once you go out into the world, how to conduct yourself once you're in the wild and taking care of yourself. Uh, again, we're not going to touch on that right now, but I feel like it's important to, to give you some guidelines before you go out there, there into the world. 
We are encouraging you to ride your motorcycles and we want you to do it safely and properly. Yeah. Uh, and that includes the public spaces that you'll be involved in. This one hot trick will teach you how to not be an asshole when you're using the wilderness around you to enjoy your life. I mean, feel free to be an asshole towards other people that haven't heard how to how to do this properly. But from people who have lived here most of our lives, we're going to tell you how to do this right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with that, I think uh, we'll conclude the podcast here. Wrap it up. Um, we might pop back on IG Live tonight and fuck with y'all just because, but no real significance behind it. All right. Love your faces. Ride safe. And uh, apparently we're looking forward to a review of the new Roguelide and the new Loretta S. I'm going to see if I can get them to let me take a a live wire out on the road. I don't think I can, but I'm going to ask. Oh, I've ridden the live wire. I mean, I'm sure I've ridden that before. It's the same bike. Uh, I got to ride the live wire when it was a concept vehicle and that thing is fun. Yeah. If you get a chance to ride that, I say do it. Like take that over anything else. That is a fun machine to put some time behind. Sweet. Anyway, love you all. Till next time. And we're going to keep doing this uh, hopefully week by week now.